Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. To another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the waffling Matthew Henry. How you doing, you dirty traitor? Traitor? I'm yeah, still a Giants traitor. fan. I'm, I, I don't, what uh-huh. do you mean I'm waffling? Yeah. No, I'm, I know. I You're waffling. I can sense, I can see it. Where would you I got, waffle you got, to? You got butter and syrup all over your face. It's disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> that that much waffle, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're. You've got that much waffle. You're you're waffling. I can see. I can see it on your face. I I, I have no idea what you mean. What 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 exactly uh-huh. do you mean? How am I waffling? Uh, well, one, you have this big tattoo on your neck that says "Hire John Lynch." I don't know what that's oh, about. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's more of a Kyle thing than a John Lynch thing, I think. But oh, really? I do. Yeah, yeah. you do. You do. You think. You think. You think that's what. Uh, that's where the. That's the straw that stirs the drink. Is Kyle? It all starts with Kyle, for sure. Well, you know, but here's the thing, Matthew. The reason that I know um, that um, that uh, that Rock Dirty or whatever his name is, Rock Birdie. Yes, Rock the reason Rudy. that I know that he's not a good quarterback, Matthew, is because everybody tells me he's got all of these great, talented guys around him. Yeah, and, and he was the, the last pick he of the has... draft, so you know, there's that. Right, 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 and also he's probably good because he's smart and not athletic, and that makes people uncomfortable. Um, you know, but but also the reason he's got all those tools around him is is Lynch. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? it's. Oh, you think people go to play to for Shanahan? I think that Lynch doesn't get anyone that Shanahan doesn't say, yeah, I want him. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Do you think if Gabe had had that amount of clout, things would be different? No. Yeah, they'd probably be worse. <laughs> anyway, I've got a question for you. Okay. Related. Related to the Dirty Miners. Okay. Uh, and by the way, I, I want to clarify, when I say dirty miners, I mean dirty M-I-N-O-R-S. Oh, geez. and what I want you to what I want you to picture is just a group of feral Gen Alphas just running around the front yard. Mm. You know, like Gen Xers of old, drinking from the hose, stepping on rakes. You know what I mean? Just and just, just you know, feral like all out. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I that's the mascot that I picture. You, you and I actually have like, and we have those types of kids in our households. Uh, I have photographs of me being that child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, apples and trees. But anyway, and all. yes. Mm-hmm. If you could have a sports team, Matthew, that always makes the championships, but loses them, are you a Dodger fan or a Forty Nine er fan? Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I actually tweeted out something similar on our Twitter account. 
And I got some, I got some, uh, some pushback on that. You know, those was fighting words. Oh, did you? Did you get a little? Yeah. Did you get a little? <laughs> I also got some. Oh crap! You're right. Kind of yeah. uh, responses too. Yeah, because uh, that's the right answer. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I it, and I must admit, I was, you know, into my cocktail when it dawned on me that here I was rooting for, you know, the the Niners were down by like 17 at that point, and I'm thinking if they lose this. Then there, it's another trip to the playoffs, another like run to the championship that they fall short. Yep, kind of like the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, and their ten yep. plus years of uh, NFC or NFC <laughs> National League West uh, championships. So, yeah, I mean, there's some similarity. As much as it pains me to admit that, uh, but yeah. but Ben, mm, yes, all is forgiven if they win the Super Bowl in two weeks. Because this wasn't a strike-shortened season. This wasn't like a COVID year where they were only played like eight games. You know, this is uh, this is a full-on, fully-earned season. And if the Niners win, then then you can't ever mention them in the same breath as the Dodgers. That is true. I mean, and especially as it is for this regime, the, the Lynch and Shanahan regime, right? As it is, I think, for, for any regime. And I say it's specific to the regime because... Really, 49er fans have more than they could ever ask for. Uh, you know, you think about it, there's 32 teams in the NFL. If everything were equal, your team would win once every 32 years. So if you lived to be 96 years old, your team would win the Super Bowl three times. In Major League Baseball, we have it a little bit better. There's only 30 teams. So if you live to be 90 years old, your team should only win it how many times matthew three times three that's right three times i'm 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 so, doing the math and there's some yep. um, i i've been alive for uh, 52 years and the yep. the giants have already won three times also and you know you know how i did that is i said in your lifetime so those first 10 years those first 5 years of your life they count so giants fans who were born in the year 2009 you had your 3 <laughs> Man, you are just like the, the, uh, the numbers the, are fun, right? Yeah, you're just the doom and gloom guy, aren't you? That's my role on the show. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally in my contract. Okay, but you you are you are so from a numbers standpoint, you are correct. But you are not taking into account the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> you're not you're taking right. into account the Minnesota Twins. You know, you are not taking into account uh, the, Mariners. You know, the Mariners. Exactly. So, you know, come on, man. I mean, there's uh, there, so it's at least four or five times in your lifetime. Right. Right. Well, but, you know, look at what the Rangers went and did. They just ruined it for a bunch of people. They ruined it for somebody. <laughs> right. The Rangers just won this year and now they've stolen the extra championship for some other team. Yeah, but they've been around for a while, so now theoretically they should win like two more in a row, right? Just to catch up. They they might, yeah, because that's actually how this works. And so, so you know, and of course there are teams that never win, right? They're the <laughs> Chicago Cubs, <laughs> right? You know, and uh, and that's what you just hope. You hope that somebody else suffers so that you can win, and uh, and we always hope that that's Dodger fans because you know, we all do agree twenty twenty doesn't uh, count. 
But really, like, you know, uh, when was the last time they won? It was uh, it was when the, the hamstring thing and the home run. Yeah, the Kirk Gibson and all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 89, that, that, right? right? 89? I don't know. No, that was, 89 was a different. It's not 88. 88. Was, I'm sorry. 88. <laughs> 89, Matthew. I Come know. on now. Come on. I know what 89 was. 88 is what all I right. All right. All right. Anyway, today is not 1989. It is Sunday, January 28th, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco 49ers won the NFC Championship today. Woo-hoo! And that's about all the San Francisco Giants did this week. <laughs> Um, have they tweeted out a congratulations to the 49ers? I don't know. I, I don't know. They Maybe they have. They probably have. They they definitely should. Uh, they should be like, thank you for keeping Giants fans distracted from, um, from us being, well, I mean, I don't know. Like I was going to say, from us uh, having a silent off with Scott Boris. Um, yeah, you know, so, so not much happened for the San Francisco Giants this week, right? They certainly didn't win the, uh, the National League, uh, pennant, right? They're not going to the World Series. They didn't just have one of the most important victories of, of their, um, franchise history, you know, with a crew of the greatest players they've ever had and a young, exciting quarterback underdog story we don't have any of that but they will when that's right kyle harrison leads them to a surprising national league win- championship over the evil uber corporate los angeles dodgers of tokyo That's a, that's a lot like the uh, the Anaheim Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with this, Matthew, but I see on the notes here you've written something provocative. Yes, about a little the 49ers. bit. <clears throat> yeah. Why don't you read that one out loud? Or I'm the I bad wrote, guy. I, am I the bad guy? I, 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 no, I, I'm okay with reading it because I feel like it's it's right. Uh, the 49ers are what the Giants aspire to be. The 49ers are what everybody aspires to be. Okay, well, yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, the it's 40, fi- it's but fine. they're also neighbors. You know, the 49ers are in the same geographic area. They have been to the NFC Championship game three out of the last four years or something like that. So is that is what the Giants want. The Giants are trying to get there. Uh, that's nope, what they've told us anyway. They've told us that. They want to no, be is... contenders every year. That's what Farhan said. Um, now, well, I, I I understand that they haven't actually been able to do that. Small detail. But that's what they aspire to be. And the Niners are there. So just you know, enjoy at least your Niner fandom if you're also a Giant fan. Matthew, the, okay, look, this is like those financial gurus. You know, what, the, what do they always tell you? Don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't keep up with the Shanahan's, right? You got to do your own thing. You got to be you, right? 
listen, you can't, your kids aren't going to go, you're not going to get guys from Stanford and Princeton <laughs> who are also really good athletes, right? That doesn't, that doesn't even happen in baseball. Except and, for the general manager of the Texas Rangers. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's only one. He's like, he's the only one. Okay, don't come at me with all the Ivy League graduates, everybody. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. What I'm saying is, is that the Giants are cheap. And it's not like, but here's the thing. The Giants aren't cheap. They just, they just, you know, they, they just, they go to the fancy store and they mean to write the check. They mean to whip out the credit card, but they're like, mm, I'm going to go to Ikea. <laughs> and, uh, and they serve, uh, you know, um, frozen Swedish meatballs and tell you they're garlic fries. Yes, Matthew. Yeah, I don't what what? Yes, of course the Giants want to be the 49ers and of course they're not and yeah, I'm angry about it. Is that what you want me to say? Yes, that's what I want you to say because you know, the the, the Giants have been feeding us this line for 5 years now and they want to be annual contenders and they expect to be in the playoffs every year and all that. And they're not, Ben. They're not. And so I noticed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they you know, the Niners are the Niners are in the playoffs every year and they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And so, yeah, the Giants have a ways to go before they get yeah, there. But you, you know what's going to happen? The 49ers are just going to turn into the Warriors in the next three or four years. See that? Yeah, well, OK, but, you know, would you give back the three championships from the Giants in the you know, in the early 2000s? No. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, you. Yeah. Because every, you know, three out of every 90 years, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it while it comes. That's all I'm saying. Enjoy it. Have fun with Enjoy it. Enjoy what? The misery that are these last five years? Enjoy the misery of the, <laughs> of the next 87 years. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy the misery of the next 87 years as the Giants continue to not win the World Series, but it's okay because they've hit their quota. <laughs> You're the numbers guy. Statistically speaking. <laughs> exactly. You and your statistics. <laughs> hey, you know what? It could be worse. It could be like the Premier League, Matthew, where your team is so bad you get kicked out of the league for possibly ever. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or at least we're not that. <laughs> yeah. And, and and at least we don't have that because cause then, well, you know what? We would beat up on the new teams anyway. We don't need the Rockies and the Pirates. We could no. beat up on the the lookouts and the or mud the hens. The Sacramento A's. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's rumor has it they might go there. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're rambling, Matthew. We're getting way off course here. Your point was the 49ers are what the Giants aspire to be. And, like, nobody listening to this show doesn't know that. It's just, yeah. It just was one of those things that jumped into my head as I was on right. my second cocktail. Except, yeah. But, yeah. but, hey, to the one PR guy from the Giants who has to listen to every podcast. <clears throat> Maybe you could bring it up in a meeting or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? Could we be more like the 49ers? That's that's all you, you got to say. Could you, could you, yeah, just raise your hand and be like, hey, could yeah. we win more? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry you're right. the one that, that gets signed to, to listen to us. I apologize for that. Yeah, did you like lose? Is, is it just because you're like, the, the? are you an intern? Are you the guy that just like the newest hired? Or did you like have a drawing where you lost? <laughs> or maybe he's the only guy that likes cocktails. I don't know. Maybe it's a win. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe he likes the show. Or she. Uh, but anyway, maybe they're also good at trivia. We should test that, Matthew. We should. And normally I have a way to tie in these uh, trivia questions. I don't really know why I came up with this one. I was I was looking through 
Actually, okay, here's how it happened. Cole Kuiper, I think, posted something. on No, I don't know if it was Cole. Somebody posted something on Twitter where their parents had given them a bunch of vintage Giants playing cards, or trading cards. And they just so happened to be like 82, 83, like years, uh, 1982, 83, because there was like Jack Clark and uh, Gary Lavelle and Greg, you know, I, I don't know, just there's there was there was guys, right? They just Dusty Baker, I think, was on there. I mean, it was there was some guys. And so I started looking at that and I was like, wow, there's I was looking at all the cards that they took a picture of. And so today's question kind of comes from that. So this San Francisco Giants closer is fifth all time in career Giants saves and led the league in finished games with 66 in 1982. What? And and was an also an all-star that year. Who is he? Can you imagine finishing 66 games? It's <laughs> amazing. That's two months worth of baseball games. <laughs> You can go oh, to a game for two months straight and just see this guy finish every game. <laughs> that's more than a third of the games. That's like, that's so crazy. That's amazing. Uh, uh, Steve Bedrosian. That's, that's as good a guess as any. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know All what? Right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's not right because I'm pretty sure I got the dates wrong. But like, other than that. Yeah, some Some random closer. Yeah, yep. All right. Well, we will uh, find out how wrong Ben is at the end of the episode. Isn't it time for the booze, boys? Let's do it. Bob. All right, let's do it. What are you drinking, Ben? Oh, it's me. It's my turn. This week, Bob, I am drinking a cocktail called the Earl Grey Martini. I don't like it when people call cocktails that have vodka or gin in the martinis if they don't have vermouth in it but i give this one a pass because it does have earl gray tea and they're spelling martini m-a-r-t-e-a-n-i and what is in it well it has one and a half ounces of earl gray tea infused gin three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice one ounce of simple syrup and one egg white You take all of the ingredients and you shake them in a shaker without ice for 10 seconds to get the egg all foamy. We call that a dry shake. And we call the egg getting foamy emulsification. Add ice to the shaker after that and then shake it again until it's chilled. Strain that into a coupe glass that you've already prepared with half of the rim sugared. And then garnish that with a lemon peel twist. And if you listened to last Thursday's show all the way through, you heard me talk about some of the benefits of sugared rims. And that's what I'm drinking today, Bob. The Earl Grey Martini. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is pretty good, actually. Ah, the Earl Grey, man, that's, that's the way to go. What are you drinking, Matthew? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bob. I am drinking an original cocktail that I am calling Winter's Comfort because it's still winter. It's raining and cold and all of that. And so sometimes you just want a cocktail that comforts you on a cold, rainy winter's day. So what's in a Winter's Comfort? It's got one and a half ounces of bourbon, one ounce of Applejack, 
a half ounce of ginger liqueur, a quarter ounce of allspice dram, and a quarter ounce of cinnamon syrup. You're going to add all those ingredients uh, to a mixing glass with ice, and you're going to stir until well chilled and diluted, about 30 seconds. Strain those, add into a rocks glass with fresh ice, preferably a large ice cube. And then you're going to express the oils of an orange peel on top of the drink and drop the peel into the glass. And you'll get this nice orangey aroma when you're drinking your very comforting winter's comfort. That's what I'm drinking today, Bob. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It really is, actually. And uh, if you are, you know, want to snuggle up under a warm blanket or next to a fire, this is a perfect cocktail for you. The winter's comfort. Indeed. You know what else, Matthew, reminds us that it's winter? Uh, that we have no idea what our pitching staff's going to look like? <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. The ever-unending free agent signing period of Major League Baseball. Blake but, you know, may, that's maybe right. just Maybe he's just going to sit out the whole year. I, I think... I think Blake Snell, I think this is going to go deep. I said this last week. This is going to go deep into spring training. Well, we, we learned I this think, week, I think the Red Sox said, I'm out. Like, they're they're not pursuing uh, Blake Snell anymore. The Giants have already said, we're out because your price is too high. You're smoking crack. Yeah. And, and so I feel like, I feel like he's going to, he's kind of painted himself into a corner here where he's expecting so much and nobody is stepping up to pay that price. Right. Well, this is what Scott Boris does. And Scott Boris will wait him out. He'll wait him out. And then, you know, I think if we get to the full season, like, or close to the full season, where you can start having pro-rated. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. right? Where you gave him, like, because you you don't have to pay him for games he wasn't available. And so you can pro-rate that salary. I think Farhan's head will pop up then because it would be like, I smell smell a deal. deal. Yes. It's like, did Blake Snell just get pushed into the bargain bin? <laughs> so, so I, I, I hold out hope. Well, I don't know if it's hope, but, but I think that's a possibility. Unfortunately, I do think some of these guys are going to go very, very late, and uh, and I think they will flirt with uh, with opening day because it's Scott Boris. The top four remaining guys are all his clients, and uh, I, I think, and he is definitely has no problem waiting and he has no problem counseling his clients to do the same. So I think we will see that. However, Matthew, I've been thinking about this a lot since last week. And I feel like when Farhan says, we're done, we're, we're not going to talk until they lower their prices, you know, we're going to go look elsewhere, we're going to go fill our other needs. I think that's Farhan being honest and straightforward and saying, we're done. We don't need any more starting pitching. Mm. Might be nice to have. I mean, if Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell falls into our lap, sure. You know, we'll give him a little tip, but, you know, we're yeah. not going to go looking for it. And And so, you know, and so I think, I think that the Giants are legitimately done with starting pitching Hmm. and that bothers me, but it also doesn't bother me. 
I feel like Farhan probably learned that Ross Stripling is going to throw something called the death ball and was like, that's it, man. Oh, we're yeah. good. We're, we're good. good. Ross has Ross. got the death ball. Exactly. Ross, hey. Ross has got the death ball, everyone. And got said, you know, told Scott Boris that, you know, we don't need Blake Snell because Ross Stripling now has a death ball. That's right. Uh, what are you talking about? What? Well, what? so Ross Stripling uh, put it out on social media this week that he's developed a new pitch. And it's the same pitch that like Verlander throws and a couple other like big where apparently it induces a lot of it's a it's a it's a hybrid slider that apparently uh, induces a lot of swing and miss because it breaks later. Yeah. And so so he's been working on this and feels really good about it. And he was saying that like, you know, Verlander and them get like swing and miss on like 50 percent of the time it's thrown. And he was his quote was, if I can get just a fraction of that, it would be a game changer. And I, you know, he's right. Yeah, yeah. If he can get more swing and miss on his game, then, yeah, it elevates it because sure, you know, maybe some of those won't go over the fence next year. Right. Can't, and so can't wait to see him throw it to Shohei. <laughs> because, you know, what, you know what, Matthew, I, if, if he's got a new pitch, yeah, throw that one. Because yeah, like the all the other pitches working. you were throwing last year, they yeah, <laughs> we know where those balls end up, Ross. I mean, I, I like, I, why even send this video out? It's not like he's a free agent. You know, like, he's just showing everybody what he's got. He's just showing everybody his stuff. And sure, they would see it anyway in spring training or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, but believe, okay. So I'll believe let, it when I see it. So here, here are the pitchers that are kind of lined up for the starting rotation for uh, at the beginning of the year and then at some point during the year, right? You've got right. Logan Webb, Ross Stripling, Kyle Harrison, Jordan Hicks, and Keaton Wynn. What about Tristan and, Beck? And or Tristan Beck, right? Okay. And then you've got Alex Cobb and Robbie Ray at mm-hmm. some point, you know, maybe yeah. by midseason, right? So those are, what, Five, six, seven. There's eight names. Except eight names. Eight yeah. names. If you include Tristan Beck, right. And so, are you saying that you're okay with those eight names? What I'm saying is, is that I think the Giants are okay with those eight. No, names. but you said you thought you were okay with it too. Right. And but and I yes, and I am. But but here's why. Number one, I do like that there's eight of them. Plus, we also have other guys that are knocking on the door, allegedly, right? Yes. Like Carson the Wizenhunts Wizenhunt. and the Blacks and all yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and then, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I wouldn't count out like Sean Jelly and and you know others, right? Although I think Jelly is destined for. I was gonna say, come on, Sean Jelly is like the Luis Matos. Of, of that, <laughs> so, wow, wow, what, and what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I didn't or know the, we passed judgment Hel- on that. Are we, are we done? The, the Elliot Ramos. Of, okay, yeah, of, there you go. Of, there you go. The Elliot Ramos. He's the Elliot Ramos of the bullpen of the yes, pitchers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. But anyway, so they've got a lot of depth there. What I like about it is that that the names on that list include Harrison Beck and Win and Wizenhunt. They include young, homegrown guys whose names I can put on a jersey. And I don't think that all of these guys are going to hit. But, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like Wynn has already hit, mm. right? And I feel like Harrison is as close to a sure thing as you can get. And so, you know, 
and and the fact is that nobody's blocking these guys. Nobody's threatening their spot in the rotation or definitely pushing them out. And if you go get a Jordan Montgomery or a Blake Snell, like who are they going to push out? It should be Ross Stripling, but it's not going to be because we just, I, I don't know why, but that's just the way people do things. They're going to be like, oh, Ross has got his death ball. And they're going to watch, uh, they're going to watch, you know, that death ball get plunked into the bay 15 times before they finally be like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Ross doesn't have it. And, and so like, I like this particular uh, set up because it allows the younger guys to come to the forefront. And there was a period last, you know, in the fall, Matthew, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think there was an episode where I was pretending to be really intoxicated. Or, may, or, or, or maybe I wasn't. <laughs> pretending is the dubious. But I went off on a tangent. I went off on a thing of like how I thought like the offseason could go where if they don't get any of the big names, and I don't know if you've noticed, Matthew, but that seems to be the way that things are trending, Stop. that this team could still be talented. And it would be talented because it leans on pitching and defense. And then by 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 leveraging its younger players, right? Because the players that are actually being successful, um, the young players that are actually being successful are on the pitching side. And while the young position players haven't proven themselves at the plate, generally speaking, they are pretty good defensively. Luis Matos in center field, notwithstanding. And, you know, Brett Wisely in center field. We don't, but we have a center fielder now, so the, correct, correct. So, so we don't need to worry about that anymore. And so, I I painted this picture where I felt like this team could might actually be a talented team that can win some ball games by focusing on pitching, pitching and defense, where you just keep the score low. And when you keep the score low, like anything can happen, right? You know, yeah. a, a Wilmer Flores home run can win you the game. And, and and that would be the only guy who has a chance of hitting a home run. So like, but but you know what I mean. You know what I mean, though, right? Like the low, you keep the score low, then you have more possibilities of winning, and you don't have to get into a slugfest because the Giants aren't going to win a slugfest ever. Right. And and so so that's why I like this particular rotation because it allows the young guys to show their stuff. And we get to rely and lean on them. And I even think with eight guys, because people are always hurt, right? People are always getting injured. Eight guys probably means that those young guys will always be in the mix. Now, of course, the joke could be on me and they need four more guys because of injuries. But, you know, such as baseball, such as professional sports. So that's why I think that... I think the Giants are done with pitching because they believe that they have enough. And I agree because I am excited to see the young guys step to the forefront and show us what they've got. I will also say this, like, I'm not going to go out and buy a Blake Snell or a Jordan Montgomery jersey. Like, they just don't move the needle in terms of excitement enough for me. I think they would make the team better. Don't get me wrong. But at the expense of of benching some guys that I really want to see play. And that's why I think that the Giants have enough starting pitching and why I agree. You agree with who? I agree with myself. No, there's someone else you agree with. I, I agree with 
the other people that think that they have enough pitching. <laughs> and that specific person is who? Um, Bob Melvin. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're never going to say okay, it. It's far. It's far on. I agree with far on. Okay? Uh, that's, that's what I, I was hearing. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be pitching and defense, and the young kids are going to lead the way. Ah, God. <laughs> so painful to say, wasn't it? So painful. It was. It, it hurt a lot. It's. It's. It's horrible. It's just. It's, <laughs> ah. ah. All right. So I, the Giants are done. They've got enough starting pitching. They have eight guys, uh, and then there's like Kaiway Tang, who's also on the forty man, who got this year, who has uh, been impressive in in nine guys. In, uh, yeah. So. Plenty of guys. And, and I think you and I had thought that maybe those guys would be trade chips, you know, if we were to sign someone like Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery so that we could maybe bring in some more offense. But now yeah. we're looking at that and it seems like, no, that's probably not going to be the case, right? We're going to, there are ride or dies where we're going to go with these young guys. I think so. I, I think that, that, I think that they're done on the starting pitching side, right? So, I, I think they're done. All right. And, and I know this is in our show notes, but I think that that also begs the question, then, are the Giants done altogether? Because, uh, you know, there's still guys like Bellinger and Chapman out there that could help uh, on the offense. I feel like the Giants got to sign at least one more big name. I think they have to sign one more, one more big name because I'm a hypocrite. And if they don't, I will absolutely roast them for it. Because I think I said, like, they have to get two of these names, right? And so mm-hmm. so in one sense, while I, I think on the pitching side, I think they're good. I don't think they're good on the star power side. And they totally struck out on the absolute stars. But you bring in a few guys, right? You, you brought in Lee's, who's a guy, Lee, who's a guy we can be excited about. Yeah. You bring in, you know, a, a Bellinger or a Chapman. And now you have a couple guys... And then you have like three or four new names, right? You can throw in Hicks and, and, and it kind of becomes like this and and, uh, and Murphy and, and it kind of becomes this, you know, we didn't land the big guy, but look at all of these really interesting, good pieces that we put in that fits a mold, right? Which is why yeah. I really want them to get Chapman. Like Chapman is the big one for me. Agreed. I want to, because yeah. he adds a lot of defense and he has the potential to hit for power. But I think we can be very, very confident that he's going to bring a good glove. And if that's the way the Giants are going to win next year, then he's a perfect fit, right? And then, and I think then you can slot Davis over to the DH and he'll play DH role. There'll be some combo there where he's DHing and maybe occasionally uh, playing third base to spell, you know, um, uh, Chapman. Yeah. Chapman. And uh, and some other maybe is occasionally playing first base too under certain circumstances and whatnot when people are hurt or whatever, right? So I think Davis is still a guy you see almost every day, but he's just not playing third base. Mm-hmm. So that's the guy I really want to see them get. So no, I do believe they need offense. Okay, so I also, you say we yeah you say we need offense. This week the Giants uh, passed or made a late run that we're hearing now on Reese Hoskins. And I think an argument could be made that one of the weaker positions that the Giants have is that DH, particularly because they tend to use DH as to rest guys from the field. And so those guys aren't great hitters to begin with. And now you're putting them into this position that 
sure, they get to you know sit in the dugout for nine innings, but they're also not necessarily the most productive on the offensive side. And someone like Reese Hoskins could totally fill that role. The Giants haven't had a dedicated DH forever, right? Since the Giants, since the DH came became a thing in the National League, we kind of just treated it as this like extra bonus place to park someone when we didn't want them to play defense for that day. And is that really the best way of, of utilizing that position? Because right now you're basically giving up a ninth of your lineup, you know, just to rest a guy from, from defense. And these guys aren't even that productive on the offensive side. So I'm just, I feel like someone like Reese Hoskins could have been a good thing, but you don't necessarily agree. Do you? No, I think Wilmer Flores, JD Davis, and Lamont Wade Jr. can rotate through, let's say we do sign Chapman. I think that is your first base and your DH combo. And if you just want to park somebody in there because it makes you feel good that, you know, I don't like it when my DH also plays in the field. Like, I don't like it when it's Jack Peterson either. But but I, I feel okay that, you know, some other Giants might play both. But let's just call Wilmer our DH. He was our best offensive guy last year. He was. Yeah, he had 136 OPS plus. So which... so why not just call him your DH? He's getting old, you know. He, does, he I don't think uh, we his, want him at second base. I mean, yeah, I mean his lifetime OPS plus is 108. So that last season was uh, a, a sure. career best. So are you banking on that he's going to be able to do that again? You know, I, I Well, know. a little bit. I think you are. Yes, I think you are banking on that a little bit. But but there's another reason why I Ben Henry do not want did not want Reese Hoskins. Why is that? Because of the kind of contract that he signed with the Brewers. Do you know, do you know what he signed? <laughs> you don't with the like Brewers? those opt-out contracts, Ben? Shocker. When Michael Conforto was making his decision as to whether or not he was going to exercise his option in another drunken rant, I yelled, "These contracts are horrible. They're good for no one except the player. Stop doing them." And if that's what it would have taken to get Reese Hoskins, then I'm glad the Giants didn't get him. And I don't care what he does for the Brewers. You know what? Here's the thing, Matthew. You know what? Here's here's a possibility. He does really well for the Brewers, and then he comes and he signs for the Giants for three years next year. <laughs> after he's proven to me that he's back and he's healthy. Okay. Because right, he'll be available because he'll opt out of his contract with the Brewers where he doesn't care about Milwaukee. He doesn't care about the Brewers. He just wants to prove that he can. he's worth millions of dollars from somewhere else, like maybe the Giants. So yeah. maybe we see Reese next year. But I don't want Reese coming in here telling Giants fans that he's just here for a brief spell so he can go someplace better. Right. No, I don't want any of those kinds of contracts. Okay. So the, I think the only way that they could have gotten him is by actually giving him a real contract. And then, of course, we know in that case, they would have felt like they were overspending. And what does Farhan not do? <laughs> Overspend. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I, I'm looking at your your suggestion of Wade Jr. and um, and Wilmer Flores as the sharing of the DH duties. And and as I look, you know, would you be surprised to learn that Lamont Wade Jr.? His OPS plus last year was the highest of his career. More so no, than I would, 2021. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised by that at but all because he in was an on-base machine. He, in 2021, he finished with, he was the 21st place in MVP voting. 
he got MVP votes in 2021. And right. he and 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 then this year he actually had a better year because he hit electric home runs in 2021, and the Giants were good. He, yeah, hit, he hit 18 he hit in 2021. Amazing. He hit 17 in 2023. So it right. wasn't like that big but of a they difference. Were, but they were like they were they were front page, you know, home runs, Matthew. They were yeah. they were important home runs. Well, the biggest right? difference is his on base percentage went from 326 in 2021 to 373 last year. Yes, and that's why, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean it's interesting the that walks he took was amazing. It's, yeah. it's interesting that you're bringing this up because because we're going to talk about somebody else in the future who's really good at getting on base. And and people don't like it. You know, yeah, on base percentage, that's boring. You know, yeah, it scores runs, it wins games, but it's boring. I get it. But Lamont Wade can do both. Right. He's demonstrated that. And so, no, it would not surprise me that last year was his best year in terms of of OPS plus because his his OPS plus was 119. Flores's was 136. I'm guessing that's about more, probably slightly more than what Reese Hoskin has done in his career. If you average those two guys. out, Right. Right. And if you do get Chapman, then you're starting to rotate Davis through this arrangement as well. Right. In terms of like mm-hmm. who's playing DH and who's and who's at first base. Right. Right. And so so like that combo is not a bad combo. And I think when you pair it with the strategy of like defense and pitching. And an occasional home run. Right. Because suddenly now, like, you know, let's say that you have Lee and Lamont Wade Jr. hitting back-to-back. One of them's number one, none of them's number two, maybe one of them's number nine and number one. Suddenly now, you can very easily have a scoring threat late, right? And then you just need somebody to drive in a run. Or maybe it's Lamont Wade Jr. hitting a dramatic home run. Or maybe it's it's uh, Wilmer Flores hitting close to what he did last year. Even not, maybe not quite as good, but close to... And having a dramatic, you know, two-run double, scoring both of those guys, right? Like, and because you have strong pitching and strong defense, suddenly you're winning a game four to three, right? Or three to two. And so I think that's the combo. That's kind of the strategy that you have to, that, that, that they're sort of setting up. And that's the way that the roster is built. And at this point in the offseason, they're not going to be able to make significant changes. So this is kind of how everything all just comes together. And I don't know that Reese Hoskins would have helped in any way, especially since he just brings the same thing to the table. And it would have been one of these stupid one on one contracts that would have just given me an embolism or an aneurysm or both. I mean, I don't I mean, I know that it would be a gamble because he's coming off an injury and he didn't play at all in 2023. But in 2022, he hit 30 home runs. And had an OPS plus of 123, you know, so I feel like there could, you know. Hey, what was Michael Conforto's stats before he took his year off? uh, You're going to make me look that up. Uh, It was probably good is what I'm saying. It was was probably good. Yes, it was. It was very good. Yes, it was very Mm -hmm, good. He had, -hmm. had, well, his his season Mm -hmm. that he was injured, he had 100 OPS plus. But before that, it was 154, 127, 122, 148. Yeah, uh, I predict uh, that Reese Hoskins is going to pull a Michael Conforto. What if that happens, Matthew? Yeah, well, sometimes you just got to roll the dice, Ben. 
And they, they have rolled got... the dice too many times on these one-on-one junk contracts. Yeah, but then you you bitch and moan about how they don't get anybody. Yeah, so, I bitch know... and moan about how they don't get like Otani and Yamamoto, not how they don't get Confortos and Hanegers. <laughs> well, they get those pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Those guys are dime a dozen. Like, I'm not bitching and moaning about that. This is a good thing, not a bad thing. This is what, this is my argument. Like, you know what? I hope Reese has a great year because then he can be a giant the year after that, after he's proven that he is fully healthy and he's not a Conforto. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to I want to revisit this whole DH thing though because I feel like mm. you you've made a compelling argument that mm-hmm. uh, something like Flores and Davis could share that spot and probably do well. Yeah, but there are others out there that could conceivably uh, make a difference for mm-hmm. the Giants. Uh, there's one God. player in particular I want to read you some of their OPS pluses. They have a lifetime OPS plus of 124. Mm. They've they've mm-hmm. played perennially in a stadium that has been difficult to hit in. All right. Uh okay. I'm gonna read you their the last last year, this this 2023, they had an OPS plus of 136. All right, 36% above league average. Ooh. Now, granted, the year before they had a slightly off year, it was 93. But mm. then the previous two years before that, 160 and oh. 177. What the what? So you tell me the outlier, 177, 160, 93, and 136, right? This mm-hmm. is a guy that could be a difference maker at the DH position. Mm. Would you Would you be interested in someone like that? Mm. I feel like you're trying to trick me. Just say yes. You'd be interested. Of course I would be interested. I was always interested in this guy. I've always <laughs> been on his side. I would That's absolutely right. What side be of the interested. belt wars were you on, folks? Because I'm talking about Brandon Belt. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Brandon Belt is a free agent. He uh, he hit 136 OPS plus last year, which I believe factors in ballparks, right? So it it takes it takes into account where you've played and makes it all an even number. So everybody can be compared against everybody. It doesn't matter where you played. And he had a 136 OPS plus last year, 36% above league average, uh, did his usual thing. He had 61 walks and 404 plate appearances. Uh, just, you know, his on base was 369, you know, so just a guy that fits, you know, could be a you know fan favorite, good guy. Why wouldn't you want someone like that on your team? I guess the real question is, Matthew, is who do you want to watch striking out with the bases loaded when Lee's on third base? Lamont Wade Jr.'s on second base and Brandon Belt's on third base because Lee had a slap single and then Wade walked and then Belt walked and now the bases are loaded and nobody's out. Which right, three it's going to be J.D. Do- Davis striking out, right, or, or Michael Conforto <laughs> striking out, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but sorry. Uh, you know what's, well, uh, yeah. hmm. I would be, Brandon would Bell be, for DH, Ben. Brandon be, Bell. Brandon the be, captain. Come on, man. It would be the, amazing. It would the be baby hilarious. Back it would in be the hilarious. Act. It would be confounding. It would be 
you imagine, you know, oh my gosh, social media and every writer, frenzy. every Giants writer would just like lose their mind. Giants fans would revolt. The fire Farhaners would like, like we would, we would, we would all be, I'd be standing in the back because I'd be like, so that nobody could see my Brandon Belt jersey. But, you know, they'd be all lighting up their torches and sharpening their pitchforks. But then they, you know, the, like the, 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 the the always love the Giants, you know, like, oh, I don't understand how you can hate your team so much. Like, oh, you're supposed to be a fan and love them always. You know, those people would be like rejoicing and hugging and crying. I would be rejoicing and hugging and Actually, crying. Actually, I would we, too. We, but, we would but, do an emergency pod for Brandon <laughs> Belt, wouldn't we? No, I mean, come on. No, there's only, there's a, I have one requirement. I have one requirement. Okay. Well, you know, Matthew, as you, you know, we need a, a backup shortstop. Who will probably be a starting shortstop? Let's I was gonna say I don't, I don't know if Brandon Belt can play shortstop, but yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. I know another guy who plays <laughs> oh, shortstop. No. That's a free agent. That's yeah. a free agent. <laughs> Matthew, we're gonna put the Brandons back together. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna go back to 2021, man. It's what? gonna be all 2021 I mean, all over again. Like you could totally see this as be like on one hand, you'd be like, "Hey, that's a good DH signing, and they need a backup shortstop, a veteran guy." What's what's not? You know, everybody would be like, "Hey, this makes sense on paper," but but everybody would just be like staring at the screen as they saw this announcement, being like, "How does this make us better?" <laughs> Well, Brandon Belt as a backup shortstop probably would make us better. Brandon, as of now. Brandon Crawford, yeah, Crawford. I'm mean, sorry, Brandon back, Crawford. Yes, yeah, yes, as a backup shortstop. I mean, it's not. He's not a bad choice. I mean, when you look at the people that are available, um, what does Anderson? Anderson's a second baseman, right? I don't. Is that? I think he's technically a middle infielder. But. Is he a middle infielder? Like I, I look at the people who are available, who are not quadruple A players. Right. And there's not much. Right. The middle infield uh, free agent market is not great. And if you're looking for somebody who can maybe play a little bit more because Marco Luciano, who they still haven't found him. Um, then then or he hasn't found himself. I don't know. Whatever way you want to say it. Um, that could then become your everyday shortstop. How many options are out there really? Yeah, because not, not a lot. And we're looking Tyler at a possibility. Gerald is listed as a second baseman, shortstop, and center fielder by a roster resource on Fangraphs. Yeah, and and maybe you bring him up, and he's on the roster as a super sub, and he plays a lot of shortstop. But yeah, like so. Anyway, I'm just saying, like if we're gonna get crazy by bringing back Brandon Belt, let's get real crazy and just put the Brandons back together. You know, we're getting the brand back together. All right, yeah. I mean, why not? But I, 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 I'm good. I don't think the Brandon Belt is all that crazy. He was, he is the number one available DH candidate. Brandon Belt is going right to be a major league baseball player for somebody next year if he wants to be. Yes, he earned that in Toronto, and and I think, I mean, the question I have is why haven't the Blue Jays signed him? He was, you know, like they loved him there because he brought the whole Brandon Belt vibe, but he didn't have all of this baggage behind him. Right. And and, you know, maybe Canadians understand the true value of, of you know, on base percentage. 
I, I feel like I feel like Canadians didn't really get Brandon Belt at first. Like it was, <laughs> they didn't. They you didn't. know, they were. He was comparing himself to Shohei Otani, and they were like, "What?" Like I mean, just <laughs> I, they did not. They did not truly uh, appreciate the Brandon esque quality. Well, of I know that Belt. the I know that the East Coast media didn't quite understand him. There yes. were a lot of like, "What did this guy just say?" And then it took them a long time to realize that he wasn't being serious. <laughs> I don't think Brandon Belt has ever said a serious thing in his life. No, right. at least not to the media. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, I don't understand, but I mean, like, like he was well loved by the fans there, and and I don't understand why they haven't brought him back at this point. I mean, but the, to be honest, there's just not a lot going on in all of free agency. So so maybe maybe it's that. Maybe just Scott Boris has just have the whole world on pause and. And, and, you know, that just kind of takes us back to, to last week or the week before, whenever it was, where we were talking about how Major League Baseball has to fix this problem. You, you, can't have, you can't have a man who doesn't play baseball and doesn't work for a baseball team, you know, controlling the entire industry and, and just, Agreed. you know, yeah. irritating everybody. But that seems to be what's happening right now. But and it makes it hard to do podcasts, folks. Okay, so (laughs) that's that's the number one reason why they need to sign people. That's for sure. So, so yeah. But but that being said, I don't think he would be a bad signing. I think that they would need to spin it a little bit, though. I do think they would need to spin it and (laughs) be like, there would would be be so much spin. They would be like, oh no, he makes perfect. Yes, he needs. He's he's a perfect fit. He's a great DH. That's the role he's going to play. He's not going to be our first baseman. You know, he's a different player than he was two years ago. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they would they would have to they would have to blow a lot of smoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, he 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 is a reasonable fit. But like, I do think he does start to crowd things up if you do get a Chapman or you do get a Bellinger. Because remember, Agreed. Bellinger, especially because like what happens to J.D. Davis? Right. I and mean, what does he do? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and Bellinger can play first base. Right. Let's not forget. Mm. That's where he played a lot last year. Right. So. Yeah, right. So, you know, even though we have Lee and the outfield seems pretty set at this point in time, Bellinger could play first and and then that could move Lamont to to DH. And I think he would DH there a lot because yeah. I, I, I think he would be, you know, because of because of how he performed at on the on or, base or Bellinger sense. could DH because and, yeah and, and Lamont, Lamont, could Lamont play might have the the better yeah, he might be a better first baseman base. you're right yeah. you're right but I but I, and I think Lamont is an everyday player given yeah. how he played at the plate last year because because his on base percentage I believe I don't have it in front of me but I believe his on base percentage was relatively even in terms of splits right he hits when he swings the bat and makes contact he's better against righties. For sure. But I think, you know, he walks as much as he does against lefties and righties. I could be totally wrong. But, you know, I, I think I, I think that uh, I think that he's earned everyday player status in that regard. Um, that being said, you know, if they do sign Bellinger, Bellinger's got to play every day. Uh, and you know, I don't, I'm not super psyched about them getting Bellinger. I'd rather see Chapman because I think he fits better into the whole pitching and defense equation and has the upside of possibly hitting for power. I would assume that he wouldn't, right? That would be my approach as a fan. And then any, every, any, every bomb he hits becomes a little bit of a bonus. And, uh, and I, honestly, I think, cause that's where we're at right now, right? This is the way that this regime is going to be able to make this team better as of January 28th, as we record this podcast. 
Right. And 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 I think but but I think so I think Brandon Belt is a backup plan to somebody like Bellinger or Chapman. Agreed. Yeah. But we still don't know what's going to happen at shortstop. Yeah. Well, I look back on the signing of Tyro Estrada. I think they picked him up right like at the beginning of spring training from the from the Yankees uh, for cash, you know, so. So you think Marhan could, could be... still swindle somebody? I, I think so. I think that's what he's hoping. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's banking on that, right? Because I mean, there, if anybody's going to swindle somebody, you know, if anybody, you know, if anybody's going to find a Lamont Wade Jr. or a Tyro Estrada, it's going to be Farhan. So it, it could happen. It could happen. But um, yep. yeah, I, I think at this point, you know, I think the things are starting to coalesce and settle in. Right. And and I think that, you know, like if and, and this is what I meant at the top of the show where it's sort of like, I feel like starting pitching is done. Doesn't mean that we couldn't get Montgomery or Snell, but yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it probably won't. And that's probably settled in. The lineup is probably settled in, like maybe Bellinger, maybe Chapman, if not one of those guys, maybe a Brandon Belt. And then I think the question mark and they is probably going to be shortstop, and maybe they just gamble. Yeah, maybe. or wait. Yeah, wait to. Yeah, yeah I mean, but but the longer you wait, the more that you're gambling, right? Because your options are going to be way more limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I know, last year it seemed like they didn't they pick up like two or three different like deadbeat shortstops over the course of the year they, that maybe played like a season, a game or two. You know, I mean, they're just going to play revolving many. shortstop. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. could be, but like, is that going to be good? No, it's certainly not, not going to. They're but, certainly not going to. But that's hit. what they've done, you know. So I don't. Right, know. right. That's what they've done in their five hundred seasons. <laughs> granted, granted. You know, yes. So, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at that and say that was a good thing, or like that's probably what they will do. But I think if they end up doing that, then then it's not a good sign. So, you know, I, I I think the hope right now is that Luciano plays every day and he plays a good defensive shortstop. And you, you and whatever you get at the plate is gravy, right? And you say he's 22 years old. You don't really worry too much about it. You'll worry about it when he's 23 and 24. But as long as he can play a reasonably good defensive shortstop, then everything's okay. And I think that fits in with them being a pitching and defense kind of oriented team for the next couple of seasons. But shortstop is such a huge position if that's your strategy. And if he's not good, this whole thing kind of comes crashing down. All right. Well, I guess we will see it. And it's coming soon, right? Spring spring training starts uh, before you know it. Does it? We're what, four weeks away? Four weeks away? Something like that? Four weeks away? Four weeks away? Something like that, yeah. Four weeks? Four weeks is for I'm going to die. You'll make it. You'll make the it. The only thing I have to look forward to is a stupid football game. And that's <laughs> yeah, only see, one day. Two weeks day. of uh, talk, hearing about Brock Purdy, and then and then it'll be two weeks before you know it. Oh, let's, nobody's going to talk about Brock Purdy. You know who they're going to talk know. about all week. You know who we're going to, all two weeks. You know who we're going to be hearing about for the next two weeks? Oh, Taylor Swift. <sighs> yeah, but maybe she'll wear a neat, cool jacket, and we'll all get to go, ooh, wow. They'll be like, hey, our football guy's wife made that jacket made that. <laughs> what God, we need baseball all right, so well, bad we need baseball so bad uh, all right well enough about this we'll have to we'll have to just bite our time but uh it's probably time to answer today's trivia question so today's trivia question was 
The Giants have a closer. This Giants closer is fifth all time in career Giants saves and led the league in finished games with 66 in 1982. And he was also an all-star that year. Who is he? We are talking about none other than the pride of Carlsbad, Greg Minton. And Greg Minton uh, was uh, the closer for, gosh, a number of years. Like he was nine years, I think, with the Giants. So he had 13 years with the Giants, was their closer for like nine of them. And uh, yeah, in 1982, had 66 finished games, games finished uh, to lead the league. Um, he also had 30 saves that year. Wow. So so uh, on a team that won 87 games. Steve Bergosian saved 17 games in the ni- in 1989 when the Giants lost the World Series to the Oakland A's. So yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit off there. Yeah, Steve Bergosian, but but Greg uh, Minton, man, you know I've those heard guys that you, Greg Minton, he's fifth all time on saves. Yeah, uh, I've heard of him, and I almost remember his name. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was, I was, I was peak little kid baseball fan when Greg Minton was the closer for the Giants. So I I was a little older than you. And yep. so I he was the closer during the times that I have fond memories. Like Jack Clark was my favorite player during that era. Yeah, and uh, in fact, the photo that I was referring to on Twitter when somebody took the photo of all the, they had the Jack Clark card. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I slept with that Jack Clark, Clark trading card underneath my pillow at night. Like I and loved it. Jack Clark. Clark. Oh, ruined it. Totally. Totally. But you know, we didn't know about how ruining cars, man. We love right. those cards. You know, right. those are our, you know, our favorite players. So right. anyway, Greg Minton is the answer to that question. And uh, probably most of our listeners have no idea who he is. All right. Well, looking ahead, Ben, uh, to Thursday's happy hour episode, uh, I am bringing a cocktail called the Bella Luna. Uh, what are you drinking on Thursday? I am drinking a cocktail called a stone fruit sour. Stone fruit, like like cantaloupe. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> like like peach or apricot. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it'll be cantaloupe. You'll have to fo- you'll have to tune in on Thursday to find. <laughs> yeah, out. I'm gonna be rocking the 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 cantaloupe sour, folks. <laughs> never, never. Ooh, maybe I'll think about that. You have to because anyway. I hate cantaloupe. Just not happening. No muskmelon over here, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks for uh, tuning in this week. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And uh, don't forget to rate us uh, on the podcast listener of your choice. Uh, That would always be greatly appreciated. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials, uh, Twitter, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and Threads and Mastodon, where we post our recipes and all that. So give us a follow there at Giant Cocktails. And that wraps it up for this week. Ben, uh, hopefully by next week, we'll have signed uh, someone worth talking about. But if not, we'll make something up. So until then, it's been good chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. We're definitely going to be making something up. (laughs) Man, when can we get back to the sports where they play every day? (sighs) Anyway, cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. See ya! Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.
Shout out right? to Nick Winkler. You all right there? See ya. See ya. 49ers Rush Podcast, uh, they do a Winky Wednesday where Nick Winkler comes and joins them, and then that's how he says goodbye at the end. Of the see ya. See ya. So I was trying to do my Nick Winkler impersonation. Go 49ers. Boop.